You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Morning. I'm Debbie Lauks from the Horsemanship Radio Show. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 6th, episode 3113, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Thank you, Debbie Lauks, for joining me. I I know that Glenn is probably on a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> he has to be saved. Uh, is that crews, why he's not here? Crews are going to get him right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He took a vacation to cruise and uh, asked me who I wanted to have sit Aww, in with me, and I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you asking me. It's always fun. I think it's been a little while. I kind of still in the format of live show. So this is kind of fun. You have to kick me and remind me what we're doing next. It's, but it's it's, it's less pressure. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Totally. Right. totally. I don't know. You're not sitting here. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. It's not pressure. It's really and, and are you at your parents' house? Where are you? I am. I am sitting in a room with um windows out on the front lawn, as you know it. It's like a big um teardrop lawn in the center, and there's a bow. 12, 14 deer out there and a guy in a little cap <laughs> and a big like down dad. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Monty is walking around and, you know, saying hi to my love and all the, the sweet deer. And there's some big bucks out there too, but they don't know it. So they think they're still the kids that were raised up here because he's mm-hmm. done this generationally, as you know. I know it's crazy. Yeah. So last two weeks ago I was visiting and had to leave a little bit early um, because of weather. And it was crazy. I can't believe I made it home and the flights that I made it home on. And there was like crazy ice storm. And I want to tell you one of the ramifications to this was, well, first of all, I had a lesson a riding lesson on steel buns, Pat's yeah. horse. And I, I, I rode him around and realized that I don't know what I'm doing. And so your dad came mm-hmm. out, um, Monty Roberts and helped me, uh, do some cool stuff with him. Well, then, uh, he was then that night. I don't know if you heard this. He was like, Jamie, <laughs> oh, Monty always says my name, Jamie. I was thinking, and you know, I think that we've worked on your horse training so much that we really need to work on you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did he say that? Yeah. And he was like, so tomorrow I would like to put you on chrome mm. steel buns and maybe one other horse and get to work on you. 
And I was like, oh, my God. What have I, I done? No, I have to leave. But, like, I'm desperate to come back out and, and do that because it was just so amazing and so fun. And and please uh, thank your dad for his time. It was incredible. Of course, it's been so rainy in California. Yeah. And then we it's been a beautiful weekend. And we get tacked up. And I'm, I'm going out for my lesson. And your dad's out there. And it's just going to be amazing. And then it starts pouring down. Pouring. <laughs> I mean, pouring. And so poor Steel Buddy, like, just can't run around circle over there. And I'm like, your, your dad, bless his heart, just didn't get getting rained on. Doesn't and know then, it. Yeah. And then 20 minutes of, of the lesson and then the most amazing, beautiful rainbow oh, appears. Oh, put that photo in the notes. Yeah. So people can see it. That was very cool. Did You put that on Facebook, didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah. And I think we used it for the notes last week too. So oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was incredible. It was awesome. And I appreciated every moment of it. And so uh, we will talk a little bit more about what's coming up at the farm. Flag is up in just a minute. But first... We got to get to our daily winnies. You're oh, good. first. Good. I get to go first? Okay. So I definitely wanted to applaud this. It was like the first time I've had to do a daily winnie. Like, that's the first thing I think of when you invite me to these things. I think, oh, great. And I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to do a daily winnie. But this one is like center of the target, perfect timing. I want to applaud. I'm just going to actually read these names too. But there are a total of eight bipartisan, so there's like eight Republicans and six Democrats that introduced a bill called the Veterans for Mustangs Act. And I mean, this is like revolutionary because we've been talking about this for so dang long. I'm so proud of them. There's Lisa McLean. She's a Republican from Michigan. There's Congressman Troy Carter, a Democrat from Louisiana. Um, Let me see. There is um, Barry Moore from a Republican from Alabama. Maria Salazar from Florida, Republican. Jesus Garcia, Democrat from Illinois. Brian Fitzpatrick. These all get my, my kudos from uh, Pennsylvania, and Nancy Mace from South Carolina. See the spread? The Mason-Dixon line, no, not even there. Jane Skakowski from Illinois. Buddy Carter from Georgia. Um, of course, it's Buddy, right? And John mm. Mullinar from Michigan. Nicole from New York. Joe Nagusi from D- Colorado. Lloyd Doggett from Texas. Dinas Titus from Nevada. Those are the guys who finally said, this is it. We're going to finally do something about all these Mustangs and the roundups and everything. So here's what they're going to do. They're going to cut through the federal red tape and allow our American veterans to administer, I love this, PCP. Uh, it's, you know, it's a contraceptive birth control to wild horses on federal lands and ultimately PZP, help not PCP. That's a drug. Oh, <laughs> did I say that wrong? Sorry. I'm reading it. I said it wrong. Sorry. Prevent more horses from being rounded up by the current and future administrations. So there's, I got to say a special, you know, Cameron Ring, right? Jamie? I don't. I don't. Oh, Cameron, he was at the movements. You've met him. Okay. Um, he's a big, tall guy. He was carrying all our water bottles around, <laughs> our, okay. our big, big jug bottles and everything. He is an actor who also owns his own media company. And um, he started coming out because he is a um, military veteran. And he came to one of our Horses and Healings and then came back as a volunteer. Super ambitious, eager, smart, 
guy for Mustangs. He is helping Ashley Avis and her team with uh, the Mustang documentary, which I almost gave kudos to that. And then I remember this just came out this week. So super excited because here's kind of the plan, you guys. Is this the smartest thing ever? Yeah, I want to hear what this bill is, is, is allowing. Well, it is, it's allowing for financing to happen so that veterans can be hired to go out and dart with PZP, <laughs> a, a contraceptive birth control. Because wow. what's better? We've got these snipers and guys that are well-trained. Because, see, that was the big, oh, you can't do contraceptives because there's no way to go out to these Mustangs and shoot them from so far away and get the right ones and have a plan. So for those who say don't do contraceptives, the, I understand the the hesitation. But if you do it with a plan, Jamie, you know this, that if we can do herd management intelligently, probably unlike the BLM does a little bit, you know, they don't always have a plan, um, then actually we can keep some of the old DNA, the real Mustangs out there too, and we can keep the herds from overpopulating. And it's, you know, it's not a permanent thing either. So you rotate it through, but allowing financing, you know, the, the grants to come through for that to happen is what these guys put on the table and said, okay, enough is enough on these. So this we're going to know, If you talk to anybody that has been around the Mustangs and the whole situation out West, and the, the main thing that people talk about is you just have to have some sort of birth control. You yeah. know, they're, they're horses. They're going to do what horses yeah. are supposed to do. And yeah, the PZP is a, a shot. They give them a shot and it prevents birth for a year. So yeah, you're right. They could rotate. They could decide who. And using the military uh, trained people, that's amazing. What that a, a cool, cool idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. So applause, applause. Uh, that's uh, going around on the Facebook pages. So you'll see it if you put in um, the Veterans for Mustangs Act. You'll you can read more about it. So if you have any, um, write to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Yeah, <laughs> for your complaints. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that, you know what. This, the solution is not rounding them up with helicopters and putting them in a holding pen. <laughs> I mean, and I speak from experience because Zeus, my Mustang, was born in a holding pen. His mother was captured pregnant mm -hmm. and he lived there for six years. And that horse cannot stand being bored. I mean, can, it cannot stand because it just made his mind. He's, they're too clever. They're, they're too so smart. smart. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he he's, he's the perfect example of why that does not work for the horses for the good of the horses so that's really cool i'm glad to hear that yay okay that's my daily winning all right next one Okay, well, since Glenn's gone, I get to do the birthdays today. So happy birthday to Paige Riordan and Celeste Coulter. Now, um, Glenn has this thing. And, and when he started doing the birthdays, Debbie, I said, you should not do that because you're going to forget people and they're yeah. going to be upset <laughs> with you. And True. that is exactly what happened with Celeste. Oh. He All forgot right, her birthday, left. and so I'm giving you a oh. ginormous happy birthday, Dee. That's right, and a hug, and a hug, <laughs> and a hug. Apologies, and a hug. Glenn is the worst. 
<laughs> he doesn't deserve this. Oh, this yeah, is, he's anyway. on a cruise. We can get away with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not going to listen. All right. So happy birthday, Paige and Celeste. Yay. Now, I would also like to talk to you about something that's coming up. Um, <sighs> I've teased it a little bit. Have you already? Uh, at the movement. And I may have, may have dropped some names, but we have a little bit more confirmation on some things we were talking <gasps> yes. about. And um, what's happening is the movement in... California flag is up farm. It's basically give everybody a brief overview of, of what the movement actually is. Okay. So my friend in crime, Nellie Kennedy and I, uh, it'll be six years ago now got together and said, there should be a way to quantify this movement towards uh, relations with our horses, uh, being a better owner, being a better, um, empath to their health. Let's call it that. Because there's training involved, there's feeding involved, there's housing involved. And there are so many bright, bright people. And we want to learn from each one of those and put together a fun event where everybody can come and they're like-minded and have a good time, see Monty and Jamie and all these brilliant trainers and experts and veterinarians and farriers work their magic. So we've been doing that, haven't we, Jamie, for the last, well, this will be the sixth year. 2023 will be our sixth year. We've had Mustangs in the Gentling Pin seeing their first um, touches. We've seen starters in the Round Pin where we've seen their first saddle and rider. We've seen Mountain Trail breakthroughs with Mountain Trail this last year. So that's our purpose and our, our vision is to keep bringing these beautifully talented and love horses people together and just watching them as auditors, sometimes participating. We've had people get in the round pin like Hannah Selleck and do a join up, Christy Kappert from the Right Horse Initiative. We've had Jamie training on everything from a starter to um, doing the mounting block lesson. You remember when your butt was showing to the queen when you were mounting that? <laughs> I will never forget the yeah. fact that I did this whole Live thing. Live streaming And video? turns out Her Majesty watched it so that I would have dressed nicer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we have so much fun. We're doing it again. It'll be in June. So we've got June 16, 17, and 18. Put it on your calendars. But here's the secret. We're opening up ticket sales just to auditors first before we release it to the public. And we're limiting about 50 people entrance because since COVID, we did one live streaming when everything was shut down and you came out and Dr. Siemens came out and a few people could be there, just our experts. And Temple Grandin was, um, she was live streaming right on the side of the round pen. Um, so we've had some some great names, great experts, brilliant people um, since then. But we also kind of like the intimate feel of it, too. You know, when we had upwards of 130, 150 people, we had to split the group. You remember between the gentling mm -hmm. pin, because you need it kind of quiet, and the, and the round pin. And that just felt a little unwieldy. So, so auditors and um, those who are listening to this show, if you get it in a timely manner, you go to MontyRoberts.com, go to Special Events, and click on the Movement 2023, and tickets are on sale right now, but only you know it. This is the first announcement. So, so, um, so listen, audi auditors and listeners just of the whole podcast right now. Yes. 
It's that really is- HRN specific. Glenn is in. He couldn't come last year, as you recall. He got, was it shingles, COVID? I don't know. It was bad, but he couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't make it. Jen made it out, but he couldn't make it. So this time, he said, "Move over. I'm coming to solving." And um, so he's going to be here too. And then we're we're firming up um, travel arrangements and everything for some others. So there will be announcements. As we go, peeling who's going to come. But Jamie's in, right? I am in. And uh, can I talk about the one other person who might be uh, coming? Yes, please I'm do. so excited. So last <laughs> year, we decided to have a concert in the park. Um, park is kind of an area off to the side at Flag is Up. And um, we had Templeton Thompson come out and do a concert. And we had like a silent auction. Actually, what happens is... Um, we go through Pat's house and we take things off her wall and then sell them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so you get to buy I'm art right. and things that belong to Monty and Pat. It was really fun. Money um, goes to the to the program. Yeah, money yeah. goes back to the program. So it's a like a fundraiser silent auction. And Templeton Thompson was kind enough to do a concert. Well, this year mm-hmm. we talked about having a, we're going to have another concert because that was so fun. Yeah. And. Um, I made a suggestion and you said, well, I don't know that person. And I said, I do. And so we have. Meaning now, I knew of him, but yes, I didn't know. You didn't him. have his like, digits. I you haven't here. stalked him for years like no. some of us. Um, <laughs> and so, yes. What is the status on Jared Rogerson coming out and doing a concert of the movement? super excited, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> he's super excited. So I just went on his website last night just to see, because he said his 2023 dates are going up soon, but he still has them coming soon on there. So he's working out his like travel path, but he's like super excited to come. And, um, you know, I said, bring your family, bring everybody if you want, <laughs> I don't care. So we'll figure out, you know, um, but it'll be Friday night. So what we're going to do is start midday on Friday so people have a time to travel to the event um, because that's been a challenge for people to start early on Friday. So Friday, right after lunch, we're going to start. And then that night, Jared Rogers is singing for us, Jamie. It's really cool. It's going to be great because, you know, we had, I think we had the concert, you know, we're learning every year. And I think we had the concert on Saturday night last year. And yes. that is after two full days of mm. training and learning. And I think we were all exhausted. A glass of wine. And yeah. Then, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, so it was, it's, it's kind of cool to have several, you know, a couple hours of horse training and then kick back and watch a concert in the park at, at at Flag is Up Farm. I mean, does it get any cooler than that, yeah. you guys? I'm so excited. I know, I'm so excited. To see. And the we'll start Friday with the Mustangs, and we'll we'll see the progression of these Mustangs each day too, which is kind of a cool start to the story. So make sure you get there on Friday, and then it'll wrap up on Sunday right after lunch. We'll have lunch for you to either take with you or have right there in the park because June, the middle of June, is just dang beautiful here. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really fun, really fun, very intimate, and so many wise people too. So our speakers are going to have, we're going to have some Eastern Western medicine talks, you know, about how to care for our horses, but a lot of training, training and riding and uh, demonstration from mom and dad. And um, that's, that's a lot of fun. My mom is, Oh, extreme rider, um, has her horse black design that she bred and, um, she'll be showing us some of her moves and Jamie, now that she's been, you know, doing some spinning and sliding. I was thinking too, I'm like, I wonder if everybody could watch, watch your dad yell at me in the saddle. Sit up. (laughs) 
No problem. Stop <laughs> looking that direction. Sit up. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's more exciting than heels down. Believe yeah, me. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. So anyway, we're going to do that. And where can, again, people go and get tickets? Okay. Yeah. Go to MontyRoberts.com. I'll spell that. M-O-N-T-Y. R-O-B-E-R-T-S dot com. And then go to the shop and look on special events. There's a tab that says special events. And you'll see The Movement 2023. That's awesome. I'm so excited. And again, there's only 50 tickets. So you guys get your tickets now and then figure out how to get here. Uh, It's going to be really awesome, really fun. It was last time and, and, and all the times before. So if you haven't been, if you've already been, it's going to be different every single time. So make sure you you come out again. Um, before we get to our first guest, I would like to thank the World Equestrian Center for being today's title sponsor. Uh, the World Equestrian Center has many non-horse events, but they also do a ton of horse stuff. And they have uh, dozens of rings and many large indoor arenas, multiple conference centers, and over 10 restaurants. But they also have a variety of shows. And this week... The 2023 Winter Spectacular Show Series, that's hard to say, is in full swing. On Saturday night, exhibitors and spectators alike can experience elite equestrian sport in the WEC Grand Arena during the 2023 Winter Spectacular Show Series. Starting February 9th, Grand View World Night's glorious competition of the highest level in, check this out, the draft horse industry. The competition consists of Clydesdales, Percherons, Belgians, three days, uh-huh. Thursday and Friday are casual, Saturday's formal, so much variety. If you're in Ocala or driving past, you have to go see the World Equestrian Center. Visit worldequestriancenter.com, worldequestriancenter.com. This next interview, or this first interview that we're going to do, by the way, we will have equestrian first world problems after that. And I would like to say, Debbie, that mm. many times... I ask people, what is your equestrian first world problem? And they will post a real problem. Like the real, real, and I'm like, I can't make fun of a real problems. <laughs> I can only make fun of first world equestrian problems. Oh, and you're making would, fun? I, I, yeah. We're celebrating. Okay. We're sharing. <laughs> we're sharing. Um, and this time, y'all really understood the assignment. So (laughs) it's going to be great. Uh, But first, uh, Glenn sat down with Auditor Debbie Holt, and uh, we're going to take a listen to that. Well, I am so excited, one, that I, as you're listening to this, I am on a cruise, and I am also on a cruise with some family members, but also a auditor of ours by the name of Debbie Holt, who we've cruised with before. Hi, Debbie. Hi. So right now we're both soaking up the sunshine while all those people are cold and they're mad at us right now for saying that. So there we go. So Debbie, you you're you've been a listener for a long time, right? Yes. Yes. And you've been on uh, Horse Lovers Cruise and I met I met the other half and we hung out together. So you know, we we know each other uh, more than uh, more than most of my listeners I would say because we've hung out together on a cruise before. And I thought I knew you a little bit, but when you made the announcement you made the other day, I realized that I really didn't. So are you a horse person? Do you have horses now? What's the story? Oh, yes. I've had horses since 1975. Wow. And what kind of riding? Uh, now I do endurance riding. That's right. You did what? Were you an inventor before or Western? Or what no, were you? no. I Back when I was a teenager, those hunters 
local local type of stuff that and like everybody starts out with <laughs> yeah. yeah so so now you're an endurance rider and you do it uh I think you rode with Jennifer at one of the rides, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. That's right. So you got to meet crazy Nigel and uh, yes. hang out with him for 25 miles. So I think what you announced the other day is incredible. And I want to ask you one more question before we tell everybody what nutty thing you're going to try. Uh, and that is, and I asked permission, everybody, so don't get mad at me. Uh, send hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Uh, how old are you, Debbie? I will be 60 on February 25th. And I know Debbie as a horse person, an endurance rider, an auditor, a listener. And I also know her as a cruiser because she takes a lot of cruises. But what? tell everybody what you announced uh, yesterday. I am going to attempt to do a through hike of the Appalachian Trail starting in March. That's 2,100 and almost 2,200 miles, right? Right. It's... I, just a few miles under 2,200 now. They added like four more miles this year. <laughs> so you're going to go from Georgia to Maine. Yes. And uh, tell everybody why you're doing this. It's been something that's been in the back of my mind for several decades. And I had tried to talk my husband into doing this with me, but he said he did enough hiking in the Marines, so he's going <laughs> to <probably did. laughs> decline the offer. Uh, and I thought it'd be a few more years before I would have the opportunity to go. But things kind of fell in place for this year, and I'm thinking it's kind of a now or never to try to get it done. And then apparently you blamed me before this call started for this. Why are you blaming me? Yes, because... A few years back, you talked about a hiking podcast that you had mentored the podcast host yep. and helped him develop his own little network of the hiking radio network. So it's Steve Adams and also known as Mighty Blue. So I started listening to those podcasts because I went, ooh, that's something I want to hear about. And through listening to steve's podcast and along with all the others that he's has on his network i started thinking hey this is something i think i can do it, even though it was something i had wanted to do i wasn't really sure how the, all the logistics would work out but now thanks to you know to the internet and you can go on youtube and you can look at people's experiences and there's a lot of information and it definitely sounds doable for me so I figured, let's do it. Well, now, um, you realize the last time I kind of convinced somebody to do something, it didn't go great, right? That was Leslie in the Mongol Derby. I mean, she finished it, <laughs> but she had a hell of a time doing it. Uh, you do realize that, right? Just checking. Right. Okay, good. But I'm hoping since I'm not going to try to get on any semi-feral horses, I <laughs> will be okay. <laughs> Be a bit better off. <laughs> no, you're only going to climb mountains for uh, for the entire East Coast. That's that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. From a flatlander, Florida person, that is a bit daunting. Well, that was one of my questions. You're going to hike. So, you know, a lot of times this takes people usually five five to six months. Uh, how are you preparing for this? Are you? We don't have mountains here. You can practice on. No, and since I made the decision to do it now rather than. A couple years from now, when after I'd been, I had I had, pla had all these plans to go into 
a fitness program and go to the gym and do all that. Well, I ran. I don't have time for that. Ah, heck, who so, needs who needs to yeah, be fit? <laughs> exactly. But I did go up in November and I did hike the approach trail. And you know, rumors are that some people hike that and say, "Forget it. It's too hard." And I actually didn't think it was bad. Oh wow! Now I wasn't in any rush, and I'm slower than probably the snails. But you know, if you're not in a hurry, you just take your time and take a break. You can do it. And so, and I felt fine afterwards, which was even more surprising for me. So, Steve, I still listen to his show. It's called Mighty Blue and the Appalachian Trail, and uh, he did it twice in his sixties. So, and he was actually a little bit older than you. And he notoriously says he did no prep. He did, you know, nothing. He he, and he always says, look. You're going to get in shape on the trail. <laughs> You're going to figure it out. You do low miles in the beginning, and you get in shape on the trail. He, he really believes there's nothing that can prepare you for the mountains of the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, and I think he's probably correct on that. Because you're going to be carrying a pack, and not many of us walk around with 25, 30 pounds on our back every day for hours at a time. So that's, you know, I've kind of figured out my first month, because I can... I'm going to be on there for March, and I have to come off of the trail at the end of March for a couple of weeks because we have a cruise planned. Of course. <laughs> so, so, and then I'll go back. So, I'm trying to get it in my head not to do too much, and I've kind of plotted out my month, and hopefully, you know, that will help keep me from going too far in a day. You know, endurance riders, we tend to want to do more than we should sometimes. Mm, you will not be so, having many hundred mile days on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll be lucky if I have a 15 mile day. <laughs> <laughs> so Clyde's your husband and he's staying home. Now, the first thing I thought of as a horse husband is who's taking care of the horses. It will be Clyde. Yeah. Yes. So he did, has he, well, how's he feel about five months of taking care of the horses? Uh, he, I think he's okay with it. He. Does he's he have got a some, choice, though, really? I mean, Debbie. Not not really, but somewhat, <laughs> because he's got, I told him he could plan to do a few things while I'm away, to go with his daughter to Alaska. So I said, hey, Mom, this is a good year. Go do that. And so he's got some things, you know, I have to keep him happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many horses do you have at home? Nine. Oh, my God. I thought it was like two. No, 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 no. You're leaving him home. Clyde, I feel for you, man. <laughs> Just, I'm there uh, with you. No. He's a great man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll buy you a drink this week while we're on the cruise, because <laughs> you're going to need it. So, I thought you were going to say two. No, mm. no. I have a bunch of seniors, so. Oh, that's even better. Oh, because they're, they're so yeah. easy to take care of. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, these, this group is pretty easy, so. Mm, that's what all the wives say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you dialed in your gear and, you know, hiking the Appalachian Trail is all about being as light as you can and carrying a pack as light as you can and got that all figured out? Yes. The only thing I'm waiting, I'm still waiting on is I'm going to use a hammock setup mm. and I'm still waiting on my hammock and my quilts. Uh, that was ordered at the end of October. Because <laughs> when you soon. start in March, you're starting, in, you know, you're going to hit uh, the, uh, you're going to hit cold. the cold. Yeah, you're going to hit some snow. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. You'll be chilly at the beginning and then hot in the middle. But everything else I have and kind of 
pack and unpack and go, okay, get rid of this and tweak that. So I'm just waiting on the quilt and then I'm all got it all. Well, I, I admire you. I, uh, you know, you're a brave woman. Um, this is a very social trail. There's lots of people. It's not like you'll be out there by yourself or in any danger or anything. You'll have people around all the time, but just doing it. I mean, you know, I obviously I've listened to his show since the beginning and I've thought about the fact that it, could I do it? And I'm not too sure mentally I could do it. So I admire you for giving it a shot. How are you w- with your own thoughts? Oh, I'm okay with Okay, because that. that's yeah. where I'd have trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too much time to think. <laughs> right. I've driven from Florida to California twice by myself. Okay. So it's, it's okay. Well, you know, you can still listen to horse podcasts, a certain exactly. one on the way, right? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. The pod, podcasts are my friends. So that will help a lot. And, you know, audiobooks and. Well, you're going to wish get, you had one of those horses at about uh, mile 500, I think. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Do you mind if we check in with you along the way? Oh, no. Yeah. I love that. We, yeah, that would be fantastic. I don't know if anybody else is interested in people hike the Appalachian Trail, but I am, and I'm the host, so uh, I think that counts. And you're a horse person and an auditor, That's so right. all of yeah. those things count. Well, now uh, we have to get off of here because uh, we we have a cruise to get back to. So right. I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in the bar later. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll buy you a drink too. I, I I'll buy Clyde <laughs> ten, but I'll buy you one because you, you're going to need it too. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie, and good luck. We'll follow your progress. Thank you. We have the coolest listeners. That's just the truth. Um, now, I would before we get to first world problems. Well, I guess this is kind of a first world problem for me. Um, well, I have a couple, but we'll start with this one. <laughs> so, I got two horses in training over the weekend, Debbie. Yeah. Saturday, farm boy and I went to horse and hound. And usually when I get there, they have the horses that are picked out for me. And I get there, they're in the stalls, load them up. Okay, see you later. It's in and out, very efficient. But it was Farm Boy's first time to horse and hound. So I told them, I'm like, hey, we're going to just like let them walk around and look and do all the stuff. So they didn't have two specific horses picked out for me. What they did was I got there. He gets to meet Nelda, see the rescue, look at the horses. And she's like, okay, well, there has been, oh my gosh, so many horses given up this year. Like it's crazy. And she is, she has a waiting list now, which is not usually a a Mm. thing, but you have to manage, like she always says, you can manage however many you can manage. Mm. And so she, we, we go walk around the field and she's like, okay, well, I have your choice of five. You can choose two. I usually take two. She's like, pick two of these five. And she shows us the first one, second, third, all that. And I said, farm boy, your turn. (laughs) (laughs) You pick. And so I was like, you, you choose whichever of the five you want. And actually in my head, I've already picked the two that I would want, but we're going to go with whatever you want. And so, one of them, as she points out, is a big time stakes winner, really, really incredible looking big giant horse. And uh, he's walking around the field. And, you know, they, when they get to Horse and Hound off the track, they spend some time in a stall and they go to stall to paddock. And so they're transitioned yeah. to being in a paddock with horses. And then if they're there long enough, they go into the big pasture. Well, this horse had to 
I had seen it when it was in the barn and seen it was, it was the barn and paddock, but this time it was out in the paddock with all the horses. And it's only been a couple weeks since he's been off the track. And oh my God, this horse is impressive looking. But I watched him walk around and I was like, oh, he ain't ready. He ain't ready yet. (laughs) He's still a little, he walks around like he owns a place. (laughs) This is my house. You all just happen to be here and are lucky enough to look at me. Yeah. (laughs) And so as I was like, oh, he's going to pick that one. And then. He's in school right now. So most of the training is done by me. I'm like, oh, okay. Then this little black horse comes up and I was like, oh, this one's so cute. She's like, yeah, that's one you could take. His name is Beggar. And he comes up and literally starts begging me for attention, (laughs) puts his head in my chest and like smushes up against me and like snuggles. I was like, oh my God, I love you so much. (laughs) And then there's a, you know, another, another bay horse walking around. There's one that still has its race plates on and my farrier's out of town. So I was like, oh, probably don't need one with plates because I can't get that taken care of. And then there's this really cute little bay horse walking around and uh, really friendly comes up for scratches and then, you know, walks on. It's just really Uh cute. So I said, okay, farm boy, what's your pick? He was like, okay. He goes, I really like that one, the stakes horse. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that one. He goes, but I think he needs more time. Oh, and I was look like, at him. Oh, yay. Look at him. You're rubbing I know. off. And then That's he's awesome. like, and he is like, isn't your farrier out of town? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, that one still has its race plates on. Oh, you should probably wait on that gosh, one. Gosh, what a good student. I know. Amy. And then he's like, Okay. And, and so in my head, I've picked this little black one and this little brown, brown one. And by little, they're over 16 hands. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I think I really like this little black one and that little brown one. Let's oh, take come those. on. Like, yes, we win. <laughs> so perfect. Awesome. Bring the trailer around. Let's load up these horses. Both the horses jump right in the trailer and stand there. And sometimes when we load up the horses at Horse and Hound, mm. it's like, get in the car and freaking drive. Go, go. Like, go, 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 go. <laughs> you know, uh, just to keep them busy because they're like super yeah. stressed out in there. And these two loaded up and they're just like, okay, Hello. whatever. We're going home with you. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and so we actually went and toured a little bit more. I showed him some more of the horses. There's some donkeys and things. And so we walked around and these guys were well, they so, stayed in the trailer. Yeah, nice. they were super oh. quiet. I was like, well, we, we don't have to drive, drive, drive. <laughs> so we walk around, look at some more stuff, <clears throat> get home, unload the horse. They traveled beautifully, mm. unloaded, unloaded all the things. I put them in the pasture. We had to like shoot. I usually take a video of right when I turn them out and some of them run their little tails off. These guys were like walking around. I had to like <laughs> get them to trot yeah. so yeah. I could show their <laughs> movement on video. So um, I get the video and then uh farm boy's gone. I'm going somewhere with this story. Okay. Uh, far- <laughs> farm boy is now on, on Sunday, he goes to church and does things like that. And I only had the morning to work horses. So I had to start them both myself. <clears throat> so I start the, the bay horse. And this is a four-year-old who raced at three, uh, was retired sound and is <laughs> just a big giant baby. Yeah, like, slow. I, yeah, I don't Probably. lead. I don't know what anything is. I'm just super green. I go to get out of the pasture. I'm putting the halter on. It just walks off. You know, I was like, no, no, no. So Debbie, within five minutes, that horse is standing perfect with the dually halter. Ah. Then I take it in. I get a join up. 
And, and as I'm like trying to start the joint up, it's like squirrel, you know, it's like moving everywhere (laughs) after the joint up, it stood completely perfectly still with me. I was able to go get the tack. I brought the tack out. I tacked it up. I long lined it. It, it was like, what is turning? I don't know what turning is. And then by the end I'm doing figure eights. I don't know what, yeah, it was amazing. I don't know what backing up is and I'm holding the line and finally backs up. And then in two minutes it's backing up all the way across. It was amazing. Like the most phenomenally awesome 20 minutes with the horse uh, that I've spent was wow. so quick. This horse was, and it's a beautiful mover. And I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. So then I have my, uh, the lady that rents a house, her name is Ginger. I come out and I'm like, Hey, I need you to just be here while I get on this horse for the first time. Good. I get on the horse. I ride it around walking it and trotting it like no big deal. I'm like, I'm Gosh. like, this is the m- most amazing transformation that I have ever oh, had. We should have a video. 20 minutes. Oh, there's lots of video, but like, I was just, I can't video the bad behavior because I, I know, need two right? hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just needed a boundary, right? And I'm like, this is incredible. I get a video of me trotting brown. I'm so proud. Then I get the black horse out. And he's got like a crack in his hoof, so I don't really do that much. But we get a nice join up, and he's he's that horse that just smushes his face in your chest. Like, I just love you. But he's not the most athletic, agile thing. He's kind of he's interesting. He's put together like like sometimes the good Lord goes, we got some spare parts. <laughs> just put it all together. <laughs> this is kind of the horse, but he's black. And he's got a star. He looks like Black Beauty. He is so sweet and just smushes his head. But I can't get any video moving because he, he's got the crack in his hoof. And he's only wearing one shoe. And he's kind of wonky looking. And so all I do is I take a face shot. A couple headshots of him. I put it on portrait mode on my phone. I post it. Now, I post both these things to my business Facebook page. Okay. This amazing experience that I had with this bay horse, four years old, and like magic happened in the round pen. And then I post a face shot. Now, which one do Uh, you think is being adopted right now? Oh, come on. (laughs) The one with a blue eye. No, I'm kidding. It's It's crazy. face, right? So they they have applications turned in on this black horse already. And it, all I did was post a face shot oh, and say he likes to snuggle. And then I have this most amazing, like, there's like 12 likes on the post of the yeah. horse that's like trotting around. And I had this like amazing day, like made my day. And then there's like 7,000 likes, 30 <laughs> shares, like a billion comments on the horse that I posted. Oh, the- horse girls, come on. <laughs> we can do better than this. We can. <laughs> it's like all the work that I went into like trying to like train and then promote. And it's like, but I like the black one because he's pretty. Hug. <laughs> the face <laughs> shot. Like, really? Y'all, come on. Um, anyway, so that is the uh the current situation mm-hmm. as far as training horses go. And to be honest, they, neither one has been adopted yet. So you still have a chance. You okay, can go look at you, you can adopt the black horse who oh, likes God. to snuggle or the bay horse who learns so quick. It is amazing. Okay. If Jamie says go for the bay, go for the bay. <laughs> All right. I yeah. mean, I don't think he's neither one of these are going to be jumpers. I think I can make okay. the black horse a nice trail horse and the um 
the brown horse, the bay horse, oh my gosh, his movement is so impressive that I think he'll make a lovely dressage horse or something. Mm. So um, anyway, both of those horses available available for adoption. Dreamer's Delight is the bay and Beggar is the black one. Both handpicked by Farm Boy. And Jamie approval. Okay. <laughs> With approval. Yeah, I was like, oh hey, by the way, I, those are the two I would have picked. <laughs> <laughs> so good. He was so fun to have out here. When are we going to have him again? I think if it works out, he wants to come and be a part of Monty's. He's hooked, man. I got this kid, 21 years old, cowboy. He is hooked on Monty's concept. So I think he's going to come for the, the, uh, Monty's special training. That would be awesome. That's uh, the 13th through the 17th, uh, five days of March, March, right? Yeah. Five days in March. So that's his spring break? Yes, that's his spring break. So put him to work, muck stalls, hold horses, do whatever. You know, if you need a dummy rider, he's really good at that. Ah, (laughs) And by the way, I don't know if we said the movement dates, but it's June 16th through the 18th. So that's right. We've got, we'll keep you guys busy for sure and you can go see farm boy i know that there is a long line of women who have daughters exactly bring your daughter bring your daughter march or june (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah when you're on that montyroberts.com site you'll see our um, learning center dates and monty special training only happens twice a year now it used to happen once a year because he traveled so much now we do it twice a year and we film for the uni too so you could be on our online university. <laughs> it's really cool. It's like watching Monty train horses for a week. It's, it's, it's awesome. really fun. It's awesome. Yeah. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. All right. Well, equestrian okay. first world problems that Please. are not mine. Uh, I will end with one actually, but um, the, the problems that our listeners face are <laughs> Debbie. They're so sad. I know it's hard. I don't, I don't know how people can. Make it. <laughs> uh, so if you want to participate in the segment, you have to become an auditor and you go to horseradionetwork.com and you like click on the banner that says auditor. And I don't know, that's, you just click through and you do whatever they sure, tell you. Sure. It's intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Glenn's line. So I don't know. I never listened to him. <laughs> uh, so Andrew, and again, you guys really understood the assignment. Andrew posted a picture of a beautiful headshot of a black horse and said, my baby horse does not like walking in mud. So I thought it would be great when all the mud froze this week. Nope. Turns out she doesn't like walking on frozen ground either. (laughs) Either. Gwen's, That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna. We're just gonna stay in your stall. That, when when it rains really hard, right outside my stalls, going to the pasture is mud. And yeah, mm. I'm like, you can't jump it. Just suck it up. <laughs> Gwen says, I have a new horse to ride since my horse Sophie retired, but he's a little smaller and he's chestnut, and Sophie was black, so most of the fun colored saddle pads and pink bridle have Aww. they don't look good on him. Aww. we gotta <laughs> get new ones. That's just a problem. You're going to notice a theme of shopping in this, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> However, Kristen says, and Kristen, you can post about Zara every day. Oh. I love it. Zara was my old horse, and she, Kristen now owns her and says, Kristen says, I've been sick for like two weeks, so my friend is riding Zara for me, and I'm afraid Zara is going to like her better than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall in love with her. 
Uh, Carrie says, my new baby horse, four years old, is so handsome and he's black. So, like, everything looks so good on him. So, how do I pick which saddle pads to buy? Mm-hmm. I guess I got to buy all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it is a shopping Such a sad problem. Adrian says, I brushed two of my horses last night and I braided their tails and their manes all pretty. And then today they dumped the water tank, rolled in the mud they created, and then screamed at me because they were thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Fix it, mom. Exactly. Sharon says the weather is finally going to be pretty decent, but I have to decide what to do next weekend between working with my horses or going skiing. Oh, yeah, tough life. <laughs> I know it's life. hard. Uh, Colleen says, my horses are all so brave, but they're too brave, though, because they all stand right in front of the heavy machinery to get a closer look. <laughs> Girl, I have to put, when we go to put round bells on the tractor, yeah, I have to put all the horses up because they will literally, like, eat while you're driving. Oh, yeah. That's and true. then inevitably chase each other around the front. Chad's had to, like, oh. lock it up a couple times. Oh my gosh. I didn't thought about that. We've never done round bales here. So yeah, yeah that's great. Oh, so you just put them up and then, yeah. And then yeah, you're on your own. The okay. round bales are, uh, I, that's something that I learned here actually. So mm-hmm. like I lived in Kentucky, but we didn't feed round bales at that time because there was botulism so bad, I oh, guess. So you'd yeah. have to vaccinate against botulism. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to avoid that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and I guess it still could be a problem, but I'm pretty particular. And the hay that I have, the round bales I have, I grew. I know uh, what's yeah, in them. Good. I know everything about it. And it, it's amazing hay. And round bales, let me tell you, man, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Save so much work. Right? I wake up in the morning and it's freezing cold and I look out and they're all eating. Oh, <laughs> it's so man. fantastic. I'm yeah. like, this is the greatest invention of all time. <laughs> um, Let's see. Leah says today was so warm after two days of a polar vortex, but it was so warm. I like had to take off all my layers. So like I didn't <laughs> sweat to death. Ugh. Which is it? Okay. Pick I one. got down to a t-shirt yesterday. Hey, oh, come on. I really? know. Well, oh. it was a long sleeve t-shirt, but same thing. <laughs> um, Anna says, I'm supposed to start bouncing on a yoga ball to prep my body for labor. And all I can wonder is if sitting the trial would count as the same thing. Because <laughs> apparently I'm too pregnant to ride. But what's the difference? Exactly. I'm with her. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Allison says, I found a killer deal on a very used, not abused Crosby that's fairly unused, tough, uh, and, and fairly unused, tough rider dressage horse. And they came with the saddle covers and the saddle rack and the lovely couple selling it sold to me for super cheap. But now I need leathers, irons, pads, and girth. <laughs> and it's going to be so much more than what I paid. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Uh, so uh, I did Celeste. I gave you your birthday. Now Joe Lynn says my husband got me a beautiful set of is it Makate reins? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's how we see it. I got my husband. Uh, my husband got me a beautiful set of Makate reins for Christmas, but they were the wrong size. So I finally got them exchanged, and the new ones aren't as pretty. Oh, ah, <laughs> really? Come on, those are all pretty. Those are all. Pretty. Um, suck it up. 
Diana says, after three weeks of really crappy weather, I can finally ride my OTTB Murphy. Oh, she adopted from me. Uh, We did a trot day last Thursday, and I was able to ride Saturday with a wonderful walk, trot, and canter in both directions. It felt so good, but my thighs are killing me. (laughs) Yeah. Been there. Yeah. (laughs) Last week. (laughs) Exactly. I, I was like, oh. Yeah. Western settle feels different. <laughs> exactly. Elizabeth says, I'm getting a well-meaning, <laughs> I'm getting well-meaning old people gifts, like a foot spa, back and neck chair massager for my birthday. Oh. But what I really want are donations toward a new bespoke saddle for me and my big right. horse. I'm 72 <laughs> on Monday. Did we give her a Girl, birthday Winnie? Winnie? Yeah, that's right. Elizabeth. Happy birthday, unless it's next Monday, then we'll say it again. Uh, Lisa says, I tried some, you're going to love this, Debbie. I tried some working equitation with my horses yesterday and my OTTB got so excited and just loved it. But I want him to be an inventor and not a working equitation horse and all the Andalusians are going to laugh at us. (laughs) That's true. Uh, A couple more. Um, Megan says, my horse is away for a, <laughs> this is so good. My horse is away for a month for some tune-up training and I have to bag up his food for each feeding. And it's so heavy to carry all the way to my truck. Oh, <laughs> uh, April, bless her heart. I'm going to see Jamie this weekend when I bring Jack, my new horse. But the chicken auction is on a different weekend. Yes, we don't get to go to the chicken auction. And April is very sad. And I'm kind of glad that April's not going to be buying me rabbits. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Did, did the chicken auction, do you do you know this story? So uh, there's, a, there's a poultry auction. And it happened to be when she was here one night. She drives through town taking her daughter to and from college and she stays in Norman. Let's go to the chicken auction. I really want to go. I'm like, okay, we go to the auction. I'm like, listen, I've been to this thing and I'm not going again unless we're going to be drinking because <laughs> I cannot do this sober, completely sober again. So her husband's there. He's going to drive. Okay. We have a good time. That heifer, she, uh, we got there. I'm like, what is your goal? She's like, I need two hens. I think she Uh-oh. bought 47 chickens oh. and a couple rabbits. I stopped her at the goats. Like, I mean, we we had a good time. It was fun. <laughs> but then, of course, you were drinking. I've been drinking. I'm like, I'll help you with the chickens. I'll take whatever you don't want. You know, and so then I have 47 chickens. She yeah. has 47 chickens. Then she buys two rabbits. We get to my house Uh-oh. and we she's got to house all these creatures at my house before they leave the next day. So Lucas comes running out. He's like, oh, my God, the rabbits are so cute. And she's like, oh, you can have one. Uh-oh. I'm I sorry. Know this story. Just give my eight-year-old son a rabbit. <laughs> I'm like, because who's going to take care of the rabbit? Me. You are. Yes. So. It's always the mom. I have a lovely yeah. rabbit. <laughs> I heard your story about putting the two rabbits together, and I'm still traumatized by that, actually. Yeah. So is the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worse than me. Then the final equestrian first world problem. It's not equestrian, but it's mine. Okay. So my favorite store in the entire world is Trader Joe's. Yeah. And there are none in Norman, but there is one in North Oklahoma City. And so I went 
to the Trader Joe's and it's an hour away. I was going to say, how far away did you have to go? It's an hour, but I didn't go there. Lucas is now learning about lacrosse and there was a lacrosse practice and they signed up for this thing. And of course the practice was in North Oklahoma city. And I'm like, yay, Yay. this Trader Joe's is close by. So I'm like, I basically stopped the car enough for him to tuck and roll. And I'm like, I gotta go (laughs) to the store. And so I drive, I haul mail over to Trader Joe's and I get there and I'm like, Oh my God, Trader Joe's. I was seeing, I haven't seen Trader Joe in like many years. So I'm pretty excited. So I get in, walk through and I'm like, this is weird. Uh Are they going out of business? (gasps) There's like hardly any food in the Trader Joe's. There's like some the vegetables are all there, but then like, there's no like pre-made food. And then I walk around to the freezer section and I'm going to post a picture of the freezer section at Trader Joe's. Oh no. And I get, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing. And and if you know Trader Joe's, there's like oh yeah a long Stacked. aisle of frozen and yeah. there's nothing there, Debbie. I should text you this picture. Right I can't now. even imagine that. Trader Joe's is so popular here. It, yeah. It's, I mean, I love it. I no, are they going out of business or was it just this ice storm supply chain problem? How did you know? So the oh, whole place is it. empty. There's no cheeses. There's no fresh baked bread. There's no nothing. There's oh, there, I, I so particularly sorry. like one of the conditioners and their chapstick. And I, I did find the chapstick, but um, they had none of my hair stuff. They didn't have any of my oh. face stuff. And I was super irritated. And finally, I'm like, there's, well, you know, one of those uh, Hawaiian outfitted people comes around and, and <laughs> yes. I'm like, excuse me. Hi. Where's the food? <laughs> And she's like, where's, uh, where's the food? There's no food. They're like, oh, everything comes from Dallas that we have. Uh, and because yeah. of the ice storm, we're, we're out. And I'm like, but I just saw an hour to get here. <laughs> now we're north. I'm not getting my tiki Aww. masala that I love. Yeah. No. <laughs> They do have a good tikka masala. Where's the meatless meatballs? Yeah. (laughs) So sorry. That is such a first world problem. It really is. Exactly. It is a first world problem. And they were like, on Tuesday, everything will be Yeah. And I'm like, screw you. I'm not here on Tuesday. I live an hour away. Ship it. Ship it. Gosh. So the good news is. I did find out because I told you, I told Chad he's on a trip and I'm like, listen, if you're making me drive my kid an hour to go to a lacrosse practice, I am going to go to Trader Joe's and I'm going to murder my credit card. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am, I'm walking. I took all my bags. I like frozen bags. I was like, I walked in there like looking like I was Santa Claus coming to Christmas with a bag full of bags. You know, I was like ready. And then I walked out of there. He was like, how much did you spend? And I'm like 70 bucks. (laughs) And that was basically all on chapstick. (laughs) (laughs) I bought out the chapstick. I did. Uh, So um, the good news is next Sunday is another lacrosse practice in the same place. So I will be going back. They better hit yeah, call ahead. Call Make ahead. sure you guys are all situated. Are you I'm like, out of your ice storm now? I mean, are you still like fighting things of ice? You know, it's funny. I everything looks way better. And then I turned on the hose yesterday to water the chickens, and I turned the hose on, and little ice spikes shoot out of the hose. But it was just like sixty degrees yesterday. It was beautiful. Ooh, so we're. I, it looks like we're all better. Um, but yeah, still, still going. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, it's February anywhere. So right. So that's true. It's yeah. I mean, is it spring yet? Somebody said that the other day, like, oh, yeah, now we're over the hump. We're going to head. What? No, no, no. no. It's it's February 6th. There's 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 a big hump (laughs) (laughs) left to go. We're uphill now. Well, hey, before we wrap this up, I've got to tell you about uh, Purina. Mm-hmm. And thank them for being a sponsor. Your horse has unique feed needs and Purina has you covered from breeding to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers and everything in between. Purina has an extensive portfolio of researched back options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put Purina's research to the test. Find optimal nutrition at any level at your local Purina retailer or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. Now, Debbie, before we go, I have a question that I need you to ask your dad okay. how to handle this. Great. Okay. And then we'll tune in. You guys can check back Wednesday for his answer. Maybe record him saying it. I don't okay. know. I don't know if it's a good question or not, but it's something I'm dealing with and that's what I do. So I had this horse come in for training and, and board. Um, and he is a Frisian sport horse. He's half Frisian, half pink. Okay. Big, giant, beautiful horse. And he is, when you're messing with him, he is just so darn sweet. He's, he's like, you know, suspicious, but like once you prove to him that you're okay, he's like, okay, cool. Like we could be friends and, and he's nice to people. I go in and play, he's the best horse to blanket. I mess with his to clean his stall while he's in there. Totally fine. Everything. You put him out with another horse. Uh-oh. He wants, there will be death. There will be death. He, I mean, murder. Mm-hmm. So I put him out with Duke. My 30 year old who yeah. is the babysitter. And I was like, if you can get go be a with do. So he came from a boarding stable where he was like in all the time. And then he came from a, they bought him from Pennsylvania where he was in all the time. So I don't know if he just doesn't have, mm-hmm. you know, social the, skills, social yeah. skills. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the really special kids, you know, that just like doesn't get along with anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I put him out with Duke. I'm like, okay, if you're going to get along with anybody, it's going to be 30 year old, plucky, good natured Duke. Mm -hmm. And I put him out in the arena and he just chased Duke. Uh Like immediately went to chase and Duke is like, oh my God, (laughs) but he can't really run because he can't really breathe all that well. So he's like, he's Mm -hmm. like, (gasps) and so within minutes I was able to yard Duke and get him out of there. And I'm like, all right. So I put you with the nice one. I'm going to put you with the dominant one (laughs) and see how that works. And so I put Miles, my Andalusian, who mm-hmm. was a stud when he came here. He is still, he runs, he runs the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. I put him out in the arena. I'm like, here we go. Oh my God. Uh-oh. The fact that everybody's alive. I had <laughs> to spray them with the hose, Debbie. Uh-huh. They were backing That's into scary. each other double bear. It was terrifying. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I introduced him over a fence first. Like I didn't just throw them out. Like, oh, I'm you know, sure. Yeah. Uh, properly, slowly, and put them in stalls next to each other. Then put them in paddocks next to each other, and then I put them out. Oh my god! It was like, like, like Barrett said. He was like, if Farmboy said, if we hadn't gotten Miles out of there, somebody would have died. Like uh-huh. they were neither yeah. one of them were gonna let it go. So my question is. Is there is there a fix for this? Is there a way to manage this? Is there something else I can do? Is there like a middle? Do I put a middle of the road horse? Or is this horse de- de- destined to live on his own because he was not socialized as a as a child? I don't know. He's six, if that helps. And he's, oh, he's like six. Okay, seventeen hands. 
Okay. All right. So well, ask that. Pass that by him and we will get a good answer. I think that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If you can record it and then we'll play it on Wednesday's show. And if he, if he just laughs at me and tells me to shut up and we won't play it. I so. don't think will. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that soundtrack off. But if he no. grumbles about how many times I ask him questions, don't bullshit no. that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's always amazed that instructors don't ask more questions. I, you know, he, he's always inviting. So I think it's actually, it's an activity level thing. I think you just do a lot more than a lot of the instructors and trainers that he has on, you know, on the phone regularly. You actually are more active than a lot of people. And just, just think about all the horses that go through your, your programs and everything too. So, um, it's fascinating to him. Don't ever think that he, you know, is not looking forward to another question coming from you. Um, he may have to ask a few more questions of you too. I'm trying to think if there's anything I could ask right now, but gelding not. six years old, gotta be a gelding 16, two, 16, three. All right. Um, I put Reason him out with submissive. Problem. I put him out with dominant. He can't get along with anybody. And also I put him out in a paddock next to other horses mm -hmm. and he broke 10 boards in oh. 10. I think he's out. It's a, it's a record 10 hours, 10 boards. And they're two by sixes. Ooh, good. And he, thank God he didn't get out. But he just, I mean, I took pictures of it. I was like, I messaged his owner. I was like, yeah, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not okay. At least All the one right. horse that did get out just broke three and went straight through. He was like, no, I'm going to break this one up here. And then this one down here. And then this one over here. Uh, so yeah, ask, uh, ask for me if you don't mind and uh, appreciate no, it. Oh, I don't mind. So what's the plan for this horse? Um, I would like him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so his, his situation was, he was bought, um, for a young girl, 13 years old who they, they bought him off a of video, paid a lot of money, get him here. And he is not suitable for children, not suitable. So, uh, I told farm boy, I'm like, you want to ride him? And I don't know if they're going to keep him and have, make him a, like, I think that the parents, they bought a farm and they want to eventually bring him home and be a trail horse for the parents. And so far, that's not a safe option either. So they are paying farm boy to put some time on him and he's giving them lessons and everything. So I've got a business within a business here mm -hmm. because I was too busy to give them all that time. Um, so he's able to give them that time and I'm supervising and he's doing a great job. So it's kind of, uh, kind of a cool situation for, for everybody. And now that little girl, the 13 year old is riding. Remember the horse that I bought, um, from New Jersey named red. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. is now leasing red. And so, uh, yeah, they actually point. wanted to buy him and I was like, no, you have to lease him first. Yeah. I got to make sure. You're smart. That you don't is need, so smart. 13 yeah, year old girls. Yeah. You don't need to get in this situation again where you bought the wrong horse. So let's just take our yeah. time here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, I love that. That's a great scenario. I, I think that'll be fun for dad to follow along too. Um, depending on what you say happens next, yes. but if Barrett's in control that way, that's really smart. Of, I don't know why more owners don't do that either. Is this incremental? Let's get him to a trainer. Let's take some lessons. Let's get it all acclimated before we put any ducks in any rows. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm trying, trying to help them figure out the right way to the, to do things. And it is funny. Uh, you know, they, they wanted to, to, to buy, put, I put red up for sale. 
because mm-hmm. I've just, I, I, I had really big aspirations when I bought them and then reality has now hit and mm-hmm. I don't have time for competing and all that stuff. So I put them up for sale and they, they came on, they were supposed to have a lesson on their horse and I'd ridden the horse the day before. And I was like, no, 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 I think we're going to, you know what? I'll put you on red. And of course, then they love him. Oh, we love him when we buy him. No, I was like, let's not do that. Let's just, why don't you lease him for a month or two and just make sure that you like him because he's not the easiest horse to ride. And they were like, well, if that's the case, if somebody comes to buy him, will you give us first rider refusal? And I was like, do you really think that I'm going to sell a horse out from under your 13 year old girl? Like, (laughs) who does that? Of course, I, I was like, I, I said, how about I do one better? How about I just take him off the market and like not sell him for a while? So you have time. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. If it works out great, if it doesn't work out, I didn't just put him back You're up for sale. So it's good. totally fine. So, um, you know, these are people that have been been burned by some some horse people before. And I'm like, no, no, you're not going to get that here. There's no no pressure. No yeah. hurry. No, or, you're thinking for, for both the owner and the girl. And the horse. So oh, I yeah. love that too. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie, for being you. That's, oh, geez. Well, good just, trainer. Right it just, I, I've seen some, I mean, they've already got themselves in a pickle with this right. other horse. So exactly. the, the horse that nobody likes, I yeah. mean, the horse that likes nobody and he likes people. <laughs> just Yeah. I mean, somebody liked him, but yeah, you know, in Europe, I, I hate to bring this up, but in Europe, you know, you have to be licensed to be a trainer and there's a lot of rigmarole. I think it's way overboard in Europe, but you know, there's moments when somebody re- gets really taken. I don't know if this is one, but you, you do hear these stories. Where you think, I kind of see <laughs> why some regulation might help too. I, I I'm not a big believer in it, but totally agree. Uh, I really think that if you are taking lessons, I always say this to people about their trainer. If your trainer tells you to do something and, and you ask why, mm-hmm. and, and they don't have an answer, <laughs> you need to find a new trainer. Yeah. And it needs to make sense. Yeah. Okay. Like, um, one time, uh, I heard a, a trainer tell a girl to post on the correct diagonal. And the girl said, why do you post on the correct diagonal? Mm-hmm. And he said, Cause it's in the rule book. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, no, so. no. <laughs> Here's your sign. You need to uh-huh. find a new trainer. Yeah. <laughs> I was just a border at that place. And I was like, um, I can answer that. <laughs> like, and maybe up. you should do, yeah. Maybe you should do a session or a segment on, um, knowing when you should find a new trainer and you could have people write things in. I mean, <laughs> kind of like a first world problem. Exactly. Right? Exactly. What are, you know, these people were definitely, um, put in a, they were in a very toxic, I know the, I know the person then. So I go. can say that, but I, I put in a very toxic environment. They didn't even tell me who it was. And I was like, Oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me. I know, I know that person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I do, uh, you know, with farriers, I, um, I require my farriers to have a certification and I would suggest that with trainers too, you know, and, and, and instructors. And I think that there's so many people that have really dedicated their lives to learning the craft of teaching and, or learning the craft of training horses. And it's important to, I mean, you know, there's, there's people that have fallen through the cracks here and there, but for the most part, like do your research, make sure you're, you know, you're paying the right person because it's your money and your horse and you're supposed to have fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it safe. is hard. It, I mean, even though, you know, a certification doesn't mean anything in any sport or any training, 
necessarily. There's individuals. But you know what I always say? People would say to us, um, maybe 20 years ago, dad published his first textbook, From My Hands to Yours. And people would say, yeah, but my trainer won't, you know, read it or won't pay attention. Like, I'll point out a spot. This is what I want you to do with my horse, mounting block lesson or something like that, you know? And they go, oh, no, 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 I don't do any of that. I'm like, well, is it your horse and you're paying for the trainer or is the yeah. other way around? Yeah, exactly. And, and so I'd say that, you know, use that to shop a trainer. If you find a book that's your philosophy and you feel like that's the way you want to go, somebody's written a book and done some homework, use something, you know, and and take it to it audition a trainer or two and say, you know, this is my philosophy. Owners can do that now. In the 90s, you really didn't take a trainer. You were like, they're the professionals. I'm paying them. Why would I listen to me? I'm going to listen to them. But you can now control that situation. There are enough trainers out there who know better and believe better and do better. So audition for those, you know, and... um, I just like people that, yeah, that, that, that go out to seek education. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if your trainer takes lessons, then awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And somebody was like, I mean, I, I was, I took a lesson. I went to a dressage clinic a couple weeks ago and somebody was like, how come you took a lesson? I'm like, Oh, Aww. that's hilarious. Do you know Olympians <laughs> take lessons? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so they have coaches too. <laughs> Everybody exactly. takes lessons. You never know it all. What my, what'd your dad say? He's like, I've learned more in the last 10 years than I did my whole entire life. And he's in his eighties. So there you go. And he's still learning. And he says that I'm never going to stop learning because the horses keep teaching me stuff. You know, even if he didn't go to a clinic last week, he went to five Mustangs we have out here for the Gently Wild Horse course last week that we just picked up from Reno the week before. And he's already learning. There's one in there that he said, I've never seen this reaction before in a horse. Really? What What? is the reaction? Well, it's not a great reaction, (laughs) but it's counterintuitive. The horse would come to him instead of away. Now, everybody knows a Mustang is completely flight animal. It's pure Equus. So it's actually our sixth Mustang we're not going to be working with this week because it's such an anomaly that dad wants to study him and see what's up with him. He's just not reacting the way Mustangs do. So is he learning from that Mustang? 100%, right? And we're the two interns and Valdo Franco, who's interning, uh, passed his exams to be a certified instructor. And then, of course, our our on-site instructor is Simon. So all of them are learning from this horse uh, that there's reactions that they can't predict, which unpredictable is not always safe or good. Well, so <laughs> Yeah. Well, when, when I did the Gently Wild Horses course, we had three Mustangs. And your dad had said that there's like three defense mechanisms. One is, you know, uh, the three behaviors. One is biting, one is striking, and one is kicking. Mm-hmm. And each one of those horses, <laughs> Skinny was the kicker, yes. Chief was the striker, and somebody else was the biter. Anyway, it was just so funny how then then there was those three reactions, and and we got to see each one. Um, but again, what what I remember asking your dad because I'm I'm in there with a Mustang on a line, and I said, I said to him, I got uh, Mr. Roberts have a question. Um, what keeps this horse from attacking me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I'm like, I've never been up close to the, a wild horse at that point in my career. Mm-hmm. And he's, he said, testosterone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so maybe you can uh, get some blood and do a little quick check there. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're not all the way castrated. 
That's true. And, you know, they if they're rounded up, they've had a lot of testosterone for a lot of years, too, mm-hmm. before they're castrated. So there's there's all that going on, too. Hopefully not a proud cut. But maybe um, they learn reactions under testosterone that are now habituated. So you have to be careful with that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what they say is the back feet can hurt you and the front feet will kill you. So there's a lot of unpredictability in that, too, because people don't expect that or see that coming. You know, they're always worried about the back end because that's the kick zone, right? Mm. Well, are they really... Recording all of these mustangs so we can see them on the university later. Because I got to meet them all. And how's my big bay horse that was in the second stall or first stall? He was so pretty. Did you love him? Is that the one? Is that the one? Well, yeah, it's it. It is the big bay, so it probably is. I can't remember which position he was. Of course, I love the one. I know. I know. Story of my dating life too. Love the one who's unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we have killed a whole lot of time talking about, uh, you know, fun. nothing is fun. fun. Uh, it's like a phone call call with you and I. Uh, so anyway, thank you, George, for producing. Debbie, thank you for coming on. Yeah, get that answer from your dad, and we'll post it um, next week or next on Wednesday's show. And uh, love you, mean it. And thanks for being here. All right, everybody, spay, neuter, gelds.